This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 157 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Exciting changes. We would like to thank our sponsor, Equestrian Collections, for the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. And I am Glenda Geek, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, howdy, Reese. Hey, Glenn. How are you tonight? Good. Well, I, you know, you got some different voices on here than people are used to, and we're going to explain that uh, in a couple of minutes. But I want to welcome you to the Dressage Radio Show as the one of the new co-hosts of the show. Well, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I can't tell you how fun this is, and it's such a different part of of what I do on a normal daily basis, so I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to learn a lot more about Reese as the show goes on here. Reese has been a friend of ours here at the Horse Radio Network for a long time. You've been a contributor to several of the shows, and now you're going to be co-hosting the Dressage Radio Show. And we're so excited to have you on board, Grand Prix Dressage Rider, and we're going to find out a lot more about Reese as the show goes on. I am just here for this week. Don't panic. I will not be here uh, next week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to let Reese and, and people that actually know about Dressage uh, take over next week. But I wanted to take the opportunity on behalf of the Horse Radio Network to welcome you. And for those that don't know who I am, I am Glenn DeGeek, the founder of the Horse Radio Network. I host several of the other shows on the network, including the morning show, Horses in the Morning, that Reese appears on on a regular basis. And uh, we welcome you to and appreciate you listening to the Dressage Radio Show. I want to just explain real quick, Reese, why Chris isn't here uh, anymore. Uh, Chris has decided and elected to go on to different things. She's going to be uh, doing some new adventures in life. We certainly appreciate uh, the couple of years that she has been here and the contributions that she has made to the Horse Radio Network. She certainly, uh, you know, has has set a stage here for the Dressage Radio Show, and we just appreciate everything that she has done in the past. And we're excited about some of the changes that are coming to the the new Dressage Radio Show here in the future, and we're going to be talking about those here in a bit, too. But we wanted to let you know what has happened uh, with Chris, and we wish her the best in the future. We're going to have another co-host uh, joining Reese here. Uh, we're, we're working on that over the next couple of weeks to a month, and you'll have a regular co-host that will be joining you. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of working on that right now. So we'll have, we'll, we'll have more news of that coming down the pike here as well. But we're very glad that – and I want to thank you for, for agreeing to jump into this spot and, and talk about something that you're so passionate about. Well, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm really excited to be here, and, and Chris set the bar so high, so I have to be honest, definitely nervous um, about getting there, but I'm, this is so fun, and, and I've enjoyed every time I get to come on the radio show and, and, and do different things, and so it'll be really fun, and I really hope that uh, we will bring some new things in, and, and always when you change and, and someone new comes in, they bring in some new ideas, so very excited to bring in kind of my own spin on the show. 
Well, Reese is actually on the phone with me right now. We're getting her set up with her recording equipment, so she'll sound a bit better. She won't sound so phone-like uh, in, future, <laughs> in future shows. But uh, we'll, So we're going to get that set up. We're getting the equipment out to her now. So we'll hopefully by, by next week, you'll be sounding like a professional radio host. <laughs> that sounds so exciting. And, uh, you know, as Glenn knows, I am not very technologically advanced, so I really appreciate him helping me through all this. So I'm sure there'll be some uh, bumps in the road, but I, I, I'm, I, can, I can handle it. Well, and you got a little help, too, from your husband, who happens to be a, a makes me not even look like a geek. I know. I know. I have a, an amazing husband, but I did promise him. My husband's name is Travis, and he is a wonderful man, and, and Glenn and Jennifer were all great friends, but he did he did tell me when I accepted the position, he said, you're not going to talk about me, are you? <laughs> so <laughs> I promised him I would not talk about him. So that is that was definitely uh, when, we, when we made you know a family decision that I promised him I would not talk about him. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't make <laughs> that life. promise. I didn't yeah, make that I exactly. promise, Travis. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. So, so we'll let we'll let Glenn do that. But I promised him I would not talk talk about. You know him, why? Because so. he, he was nervous. He's heard the morning show and he hears how Jamie talks about her husband. So that's probably what made him nervous. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we, and he's not a dressage guy, so your opportunities to talk about him probably will be slim anyway. So you know, exactly, he's a great horse husband, but not <laughs> not a dressage rider in, in nope. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, w- hi, Travis. I want I can talk about you a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's take a little bit of a break here for Equestrian Collections, our terrific sponsor for today's show and their product of the week, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how things will change here on the dressage radio show what new things are coming down the pike so we'll be right back howdy everybody glenn here from the horse radio network and i'm speaking to debbie and we have our equestrian collections product of the week well you know i wanted to tell you that this last week it was so warm here in northern virginia i was looking for a cool shirt and i had completely forgotten about a brand that i think everybody needs to remember that's the carrots ventilator shirts these come in sleeveless they come in short sleeve or they also come in long sleeve they are so comfortable and they look so good and they also come in plus sizes as well as kids so we have everybody covered with the carrots from in the show ring to on the trail that's the ventilator carrots shirt and you can look at www.equestriancollections.com in the search engine just put ventilator that's v-e-n-t-i-l-a-t-o-r and have a blast searching the different colors and styles. You know, I know these work because you see them down here in Florida. You see people wearing them all over Florida. My wife has some, and I know she's going to be wearing them down here as it gets hotter and stickier this summer. Yes, and you know, I wear them to work, and then I go home, and I wear them on the trail. <laughs> They're good for everything. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, that material really does work at helping keep you cooler. Yes, That's, absolutely. And the price point is terrific on these. Check out the Carrots uh, Ventilator shirts at a equestriancollections.com Well, we're back here on the Dressage Radio Show. I am here with the new co-host of the Dressage Radio Show, Reese Koffler-Stanfield. 
Reese, uh, we're going to talk about you in a minute and your background and, and, you know, where you've come from and why you're qualified to host this show. But first, I wanted to mention a couple of the things that you and I talked about, about how we want to change the show a little bit. And we really do want to gear it more towards amateurs uh, and, you know, and, and really helping amateurs learn and, and have it become more of an educational show. Exactly. That that was really, you know, something we discussed when we had our meeting. And, um, you know, I'm a USCF certified instructor, so I coach a lot of amateurs and I coach a lot of young riders uh, and, and helping them through kind of, you know, the, the, the hard parts of dressage. You know, there, there are wonderful things in, in training tips and, and there's lots of things we're going to talk about that way. Uh, but there are also a lot of, of other things, you know, like this is a hard sport. And sometimes I think having or listening to some stories um, and some people talking about, you know, how they've reached their goals and how, uh, you know, things at horse shows go. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Um, I think that it'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to definitely bring in some educational things and some different things, things like saddle fitting, uh, sports psychology, uh, things like that, which I, I hope will help everyone sort of in their, their daily times. Uh, with their horses and make make it more fun and, and know that there are other people out there um, doing what they're doing. And I know you just spent a day, because I saw on Facebook, you just spent a day with the saddle fitter at your farm, so I'm sure next week you'll be talking a little bit about that, because it sounds like you learned a lot, too. I did. You know, it's really amazing. Uh, in this sport, we have so many experts, and, um, you know, as a trainer, uh, there's a lot of things that I, I'm, I'm good at and qualified to do, and there's things that, you know, I bring in my own experts. Uh, like you said, Beth, uh, Beth and Marty Hayes from the Horse, of course, um, were here yesterday, and, and we really spent all Memorial Day uh, in the barn talking about saddles and making adjustments. And it's amazing when your saddle fits well, uh, how much easier it is to ride well. Uh, and so, you know, they're they're an integral part. And so I, of course, already asked Marty to to come on the show, and he said he would he would love to. And he's such an interesting man, and, and the things that he does with saddles is. It's really incredible, and it makes all the difference in the world. So, uh, you know, sometimes when he comes here to Lexington twice a year, so uh, I get him for two days a, two days a year and, and need to get everybody adjusted. And so it's, it's really a, an interesting thing in dressage. And, and, you know, you have that all the way from, you know, your saddles and, and what even what clothes are new. You know, Wes was uh, teaching me all about all the new a type of clothing that's out there that I didn't even know the kind of fabrics and show coats and, and, that, and, and things like that that are available now that weren't available two or three years ago uh, that can, you know, when you need to wear your show coat at 100 degrees, uh, like it was here in Lexington last weekend, um, you know, having the, the new fabrics, it's incredible. So there's a lot of things that we can talk about that will make showing more fun and certainly uh, you know, help your position and, and can make you feel better at the end of the day. And I, that's one of the things that's on our list that we talked about is making the show just in general more fun. And we talked about the fact that we're going to be doing more contests and just we're going to be getting the listeners more actively involved in the show. Um, and, and I think that that's important. It's something that we strive to do on Horses in the Morning and the Stable Scoop Show and, and a lot of the other shows out there. The Western Show does that very well. And I think we're going to try and do that more here with getting you more involved in contests and, and, and different things that, that are going to revolve around the dressage world. But 
you know, but also just to revolve around the fact that we're all horse people too. We're just, you know, we all have one thing in common, no matter what the discipline, and that's horses. Um, exactly. You know, so so we're going to be doing a lot more of that. Plus, we're going to try and get the Facebook page much more active than it has been. We we have thousands of followers on there, but we haven't done a very good job on the dressage Facebook page of of making it more active. Uh, so we're going to be doing that as well, and and a, and a bunch of other things, uh, you know, terrific guests, and you know, a whole new batch of guests because, you know, Chris Chris knows a lot of people, but you also have a lot of people in mind that were different from from who she talked to, and and I think we also talked about having more amateurs on and talking about <laughs> how they learned and overcome certain obstacles in in their training too. Absolutely, absolutely, and and just. Uh, you know, I do horses for a living. Uh, I still want to have fun, though. I still, you know, it's I, I own my own horses, and I have goals with them. And, and, you know, as a working woman and wife, there's a lot of challenges that, that go along with, you know, riding dressage and, and fitting your life in and, and how you're reaching your goals. So um, I have one of my uh, favorite students. Uh, I've already asked her to come on the show, and uh, she's going to be my first amateur guest. And um, she won her silver medal last weekend, and... Uh, Anna, yeah, Anna Coley, and she's going to come on, and, and I want her to really discuss, you know, what she's been able to do, because she has two children and a career and a husband and a farm, and, and, and she's really worked very, very hard, so she was she's so excited already to come on the show, so, um, you know, I'd like to hear more stories from everyone, and if you have someone, you know, to nominate uh, for for amateur, you know, the amateur of the show or or how we how we end up doing it, I would love that and, and to get people interactive and, and have people tell their stories because um, it is possible but it is it is hard to, to fit everything in and, and if you live in a in an area that, that is not uh, super dressage friendly, you know, how do you make it happen? So uh, I think that would be really fun and I hope everyone can learn. Uh, I also talked to another one of my friends who's a high performance rider. And she just had a baby, and I asked her, you know, would she come on the show? And, and she said she was, would be thrilled. And and I like to hear how she kind of, you know, works her family around uh, around her horses. And she does it for a career, but uh, she's also showing. And so lots of fun stories that way that I hope that everyone can kind of relate to and uh, enjoy. So those are another kind of thing I'd like to work towards. Well, and you have you ran into another new co-host over the weekend of uh, of the Eventing Radio Show. Uh, that was also one of Chris's shows that now has a new co-host, and that's Samantha Clark, who was my co-host on the 2010 The Weg Show for a couple of years. We did the World of Question Games radio show together, and now she has taken over the reins, so to speak, over at the Eventing Radio Show. And you ran into her over the weekend at the Kentucky Horse Park. <laughs> I did, I did, and she was, we were both so excited, and she was bouncing and, and just so uh, thrilled to be doing, to be doing it, and, and I think, you know, change is always a good thing, and, and there's some, always some little bumps, but uh, she's also thrilled, and she, I'm sure on her shows, we kind of chatted about uh, what we wanted to do with each of our shows, and she's going to do a phenomenal job, and uh, being here in Lexington, you know, Glenn, we miss you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad uh, I'm not up there. It's too hot. It's yeah. much cooler oh here gosh, in Florida. So hot. <laughs> it was hot. It was cooler in Ocala than it was in Lexington, for sure. But over the weekend, you know, here at the first park, there was uh, the KDA CDI that was going on, which was uh, incredibly uh, fun for my family. We've been working really hard at the horse park for many years to, to get a CDI three-star there. Uh, so that was going on. A huge event was going on. Polo was going on, 
so it was really, really a fun weekend, and it was fun to run into her and, and chat about our new exciting adventure. Well, Reese, I want to find out more about you. Now, I've, we've been friends for a long time, and, you know, uh, with the non, with, with the husband whose name we're not going to mention. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've been friends for a long time, yet I don't know a lot about your, your past. You, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. I grew up here. Um, oh, wow. And I, yeah, I grew up here. And uh, uh, as everybody kind of, my, my mom is a wonderful influence in the horse industry. And uh, and actually, my uncle is a show jumper. So oh, I grew up, yeah, I grew up with um, my mom, who was very involved with horses and, and could have gone professional. Uh, she ended up going to nursing school, and she married my dad, uh, who uh, uh, my dad was not a horsey person at all. And, uh, he had myself who apparently there are pictures of me at two years old riding, uh, you know, the bouncy horse. And my mom said I would ride that for hours as a baby. Just, did, she couldn't get me off of did it. Did you have tails on it too with a top hat? Oh, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I don't think I wore the penguin suit on the, on the jumpy horse, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, and there are pictures and my mom was like, look, I think you were going to be good because your position was perfect as a two-year-old. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I came out saying, mommy, I want a pony. Um, and you know, my mom being a wonderful horsewoman, uh, started me, uh, didn't let me go to the barn until I was strong enough to, to go to the barn and, and I was old enough to listen. Uh, and I started in a hunter jumper barn, uh, and I will tell you, I, 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 Glenn, I can't jump a stick. I am not a jumping rider whatsoever at all. I'm terrible. And now, as an adult, like, oh, if I had to jump out of a burning barn, I probably would. But uh, I do not want to go over any obstacles at any speed. Um, so my uncle just doesn't know quite what to do with me. Um, but he's a jumper trainer in Virginia, hunter jumper trainer. Um, and, uh, we, uh, my parents bought a farm for my sister and I, I also have a brother, um, who is a lawyer now and, and married a horse girl. Oh, isn't that uh, funny? And he's probably yeah, not a horse yeah. guy either. He had nothing to do oh, with the horses, did he? No, he didn't have anything to do with the horses <laughs> growing up at all. Um, and I couldn't believe when he went to a horse show with us, when his wife was going, um, and, uh, my brother's name is Ian and his wife is Alana. And uh, when Ian went to his first horse show at the horse park, with he wasn't coming for us. I said, I said to my sister, I said, I think this is getting serious. It's never, <laughs> never seen Ian at a horse show. Um, and then uh, they actually, Ian and Alana met at at our farm. Uh, Alana had been at boarding at our barn for several years, and and they met, and and they have two little girls, uh, Corinne and Ashley. And so uh, I absolutely love being being an aunt. And uh, my oldest niece is four, and Corinne is already horse crazy. My my poor brother uh, is going to get slammed. I have a feeling. And uh, my 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 youngest niece is uh, she's six months now, so not quite not quite ready for ponies. Um, and uh, as many people know, you know, my sister and I, uh, my sister, uh, we rode on the Young Rider team together twice. Um, and I went to Young Riders four times, and, and she went also four times. Um, so we grew up as, as horse girls. And What's her my name? mom, Lindy, Lindsay, Lindy okay. Toffler Cassidy. And Lindy actually uh, was long listed and was the individual silver medalist at the Young Rider Championships. 
Oh, wow. So she, she's a wonderful writer. Um, she now has a, a little boy, uh, and she's married also to a wonderful man. Uh, his name is Ross, and Ross is, is like uh, Travis, not not horse husband at all. I mean, you know, he's not, not uh, horsey. Uh, but he, he did, they own a pony, I think, when he was young, but, uh, he's a, a wonderful man and, and they are just a great couple and they have, um, a, a son, his name is Connor. So he's my nephew and I just adore, I adore my nieces and nephews. I, I am, I am the aunt that spoils them. I give them all kinds of things. <laughs> You're that aunt. <laughs> I am that aunt and, and happily, happily loving that. And, and, uh, yeah, and, and my mom, you know, again, with, with driving force in my career, she uh, uh, was the director of development at USDF and was really active in getting USDF to move here to the um, to the horse park. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, very very active. She was the director when when the when uh, actually. Because uh, weren't they in? Here. Were they were in? Were they in New Jersey then? Where were they before? Uh, USDF was in Lincoln, Nebraska, oh. actually. Um, before they came. All right, that's a heck of a place to have the dressage federation. I know, I know. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> very odd that it was there, and, and it was there, and my mom, you know, uh, I actually worked Maybe with the, the reigning for... federation, but not the yeah, dressage. <laughs> not the dressage, yeah. I know, it was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, it, it, my mom was very instrumental in uh, moving USDF here and then helping them build the building. So uh, Mama Kay, uh, Margie is my mom's name, and she is... Um, you know, was very, very active, did a lot, uh, did the Kentucky Horse Park National Symposium here, and she had Conrad Schumacher and Kira Kirkland and Juan Matuda. We had uh, huge symposiums here, and she was very instrumental in helping get uh, kind of the World Question Games uh, to come to Lexington in the sense of um, they needed to know that every discipline could host an event like that. So um, she was she was very very active. So everybody that knows me also knows my mom. That's and true. I, I'm one of those. Yeah, <laughs> she's been <laughs> around mom. for a long time <laughs> and very active. And and my dad uh, and and Glenn knows my dad. My dad is a wonderful wonderful man and supported all of us uh, in this adventure. He, I think he you know, shook he, his head and rolled his eyes a lot though. Uh, he, oh, I mean, no, he did, and, and he just was absolutely phenomenal. And and he, you know, not just having one daughter, he had two. And poor, poor man, you know, Good. I would say, "Daddy, I need a new saddle." And my he, sister would say, "Daddy, I need a new." saddle. He is the epitome <laughs> of a horsey dad. Is just he is. We'll have to have him on. He, he, you have he's very to. funny. Yeah, and he does. I think I got my uh, my love of speaking. My dad does uh, speaks internationally. He's a ophthalmologist. And he is uh, he speaks literally all over the world uh, about uh, eye care. Well, and, there's a uh, reason he did that. It was to get away from the horses. It was like I, I need to right. get the heck out of here. So I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna start a <laughs> teaching tour. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think he did. And uh, but he's extremely proud. And actually, he listens to the shows. So we we'll have to say hi, Dad. Uh, you know, Dr. K, and, and, and Dr. K is also a, a uh, fixture around the horse shows. Everybody knows my dad, and uh, I think his shining moment was when I rode at the national finals, and he had to sit, he and Travis uh, had a great time sitting in the, the um, sponsor's tent, and I think my dad was in heaven. He <laughs> finally, after all the nasty food and horse shows and, you know, Father's Day, I think we, we always had, had a show on Father's Day, and and it was the hottest show, I swear, on the planet. And he would always drive up. It was in Cincinnati. 
and we would have dinner or lunch with him. And, and he's just a wonderful sport. And, and it has been really a, also a huge sponsor and driving force in my career. So uh, I'm so lucky to have, you know, the parents that I had and uh, have, and, and they are still very, very involved in what we do. And, so I, I, so we know we'll have two listeners to this show then. I know. We've got two <laughs> listeners. We're on it. And Travis, we've got three. So we're, <laughs> we're set. <laughs> no, no. I hope we have lots of listeners. Everyone comes and enjoys the show. <laughs> well, now you did train under a few a few names that people are going to recognize too, didn't you? I did. I, you know, I I was very very lucky to come through the USDF program, um, and I was a young rider. I went to the graduate program, and uh, then went on to the senior tour. Um, and I've been very lucky. My my main trainers. I started training with Conrad Schumacher when I was uh, fourteen. Uh, and Conrad still comes to our farm twice a year, and uh, I was very lucky to spend uh, two years in Germany uh, training with him. And uh, here in, in the U.S., I trained with Jessica Ramshausen, Kathy Connolly, George Williams, uh, and I've really been very, very lucky and blessed with wonderful trainers who have really helped me through my career. How important was the time in Germany to your career? Huge. Just absolutely huge. It was, you know, I, I learned so much not only about riding, but I learned how to manage, how Europe manages horses, and it's completely different than how we manage horses in, in the United States. And, and, and that's not necessarily bad. Um, it, it's just different. And, uh, you know, to watch that caliber of horse every day and to see how they're managed and how they're ridden, and uh, it's completely different. Um, but I loved it. And uh, like I said, I was there almost two years, and um, at two different times, I went for uh, a year, almost a year each time. And um, and it was great. And I took different horses and at different levels. The first year I went, um, I took a horse uh, that he ended up getting hurt. And um, so that was not such a great, he wasn't really my horse. And, and I ended up buying, uh, we sold him over there and I bought a new horse. And I brought that horse back. His name was Yuri. And I brought him back and, and I did Young Riders two years in a row with him. And then I decided to go back to Germany. I felt like I needed, I wanted to make him a Grand Prix horse and I needed to go back. And, um, and it was a great time and a great time for dressage. Uh, a lot of trainers my age have gone to Europe. Um, I don't think now it's, it, you need to do it as much. Uh, there, there are a lot of trainers that have trained over there now and, and we have wonderful trainers here in the United States. Um, but for me, it was it was phenomenal, and and to work with someone uh, the caliber of Mr. Schumacher um, every day. Uh, and if if Mr. Schumacher was out of town, I would work with Ellen Buncha, and Ellen Buncha uh, went to the Olympics and the World Championship. What kind so, of what kind of trainer uh, was he, or is he rather? He, he is he's wonderful. He he has such a knack of uh, getting you to the point where you can feel something. I think the biggest thing that, you know, trainers, we can, we can all sit around and, you know, have, have some dinner and beverages and, and talk. How do, you, how do you teach people feel? And he's one of those people that just sets it up, sets the horse in the position to allow you to feel something. And I'm the kind of rider that once I feel it, I can reproduce it. But until I feel it, I, I can't. And uh, one of the things is, as a person is I'm actually severely dyslexic. So you and my I'm wife little, both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> Thank I, God I, you didn't become accountants. 
I, oh my God. <laughs> uh-huh. I try to avoid that at all. <laughs> How the heck do you get the dressage test? You don't get the A's mixed up with the X's. Well, I, I'm not so bad with um, letters, but I'm really bad with numbers. That's oh, a good thing they so, don't number those sides. Uh, you know what? I thought I would be totally in trouble. Um, yeah, I'm really number dyslexic. And I'm, I'm also, you know, I have a hard time learning fine changes uh, because, you know, my body just couldn't kind of get all the parts and pieces. And um, uh, so I went over, the first year I went over to learn how to do a single fine change. And then when I went back two years later, uh, I had to learn the one-time changes. And all the issues that I had dealt with, you know, a couple of years earlier, all came back when I had to teach and learn how to ride one-time changes. So I've been able to overcome that, um, you know, just like anything uh, with with any sort of, you know, learning disorder or however you want to say it. You know, you're able to compensate for it. But, you know, Mr. Schumacher was so amazing on, on figuring out a way to teach me how to, how to feel it and how to do it. Um, and over there, that was sort of where my love of teaching came in. I... I would finish in the barn and I would help with, you know, we would finish up and in the evening I would go back to my apartment and for a while I just would sit and sort of stare at the wall and then I decided, okay, I should journal this and <laughs> get some more out of this. So I started journaling all my lessons and every exercise that we did and, you know, I have a wonderful journal now as a, as a trainer, um, but I also figured out, because I could do it by feel, but I couldn't articulate how to train. Uh, or, or articulate to someone. And so I was able to sort of learn that. Um, and, and I truly enjoy teaching. And, and I, that's a huge part of my business now here at my farm um, is, uh, you know, articulating it. And, and that was that was wonderful. And then came along Casper. Yes. Oh, yeah, my one, one special, special horse. And um, Casper is... Uh, He's now retired and, and lives in Ocala. He's not far from you, Glenn, and I think you need to go and give him give him some kisses. But Casper um, came into my life. He was uh, owned by Suzanne Dancy Bowman before, and, and she had uh, I had tried him a couple years before we actually bought him, and, and at that time we, we didn't purchase him. And I actually purchased a wonderful man named Jamaica, and Jamaica was my first Grand Prix horse, my first serious Grand Prix horse, and. Um, I competed in Florida. She won a couple big Grand Prix in Florida. And she came home and, and she got hurt at the CBI in Chicago. So um, she was hurt, and um, which I'll add to the story in a, in a minute. But uh, she was hurt, and I decided to breed her. And I now have several of her children, uh, one, uh, one of which his name is Denali, and he's four this year. And uh, I just started riding him, and I absolutely adore him. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'll ever sell that one, but uh, he's he's just I just adore him. Travis sometimes says I love him more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we, is not true. He's Casper. I maybe love more, but it's not yeah. really quite there. To that you know, point, we kind of get used to that as horse husbands. Yeah, <laughs> you have to, don't you? Gosh, poor guys. I'm sorry. I've I've been replaced a few times over the 25 yeah. years we've been together too. <laughs> Yeah, no, Casper uh, definitely <laughs> really took that role. But um, so, so Jamaica got hurt, and I ended up breeding her, and now I have our wonderful children. Uh, but Casper came into my life, and um, and actually at the time, uh, my dad and my uncle, and my uncle Mike, I haven't mentioned him yet, but he deserves a, a huge mention because my uncle Mike is um, it lives in California, and he has been a kind of a, a silent sponsor. He he is he owns half of Jamaica and half of Casper. Um, and his, 
yeah, has supported me through my career. And, and I just, you know, he's just a wonderful man. And, and I can't wait. For, I think we've got a fifth listener. So we're good. Um, and, <laughs> we're going to uh, be up to helped. seven before long. I know. My gosh, this is great. Um, so my uncle Mike and, and, and my dad, Casper, came along. And, and at the time, you know, my dad wanted to, you know, say he was getting out of horses. And um, But I just had I had a super uh, wonderful connection with Casper. And, and I, I can't tell now, you. Casper and, and, was, is a 16-3 chestnut Dutch warm blood, right? That's correct. Okay. And um, he actually lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And, and we went and picked him up. And, and the deal was that if we bought Casper, the first year, my sister uh, got the ride on him. So I, and because and, Lindsay did not have a gold medal and had not ridden Grand Prix, um, and that was the deal. But Lindsay got him the first year, and she rode him and, and won uh, the regional championships, and then I got the ride on him. And, of course, through the whole year that Lindsay had him, I would secretly spoil him rotten. <laughs> he would totally see me coming, and I had something in my pocket every time. So he already loves me the best. No sibling rivalry there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally had him spoiled from the beginning. So, um, and, you know, he was just a magical horse for me. And we just had a magical team and partnership. And uh, we ended up winning several CDIs uh, at Grand Prix. And um, my favorite was, we didn't win it, but we were the uh, leading horse and rider at the CDI in West in 2009. uh, And he had a 72% on his freestyle. And was a leading American horse, and it was just a magical night and a magical time. And uh, then he came back and he won the CDI in Chicago. Uh, he won the Palm Beach. Uh, he won the um, Wellington Dressage Classic, uh, and then went to the national finals. And we finished fourth in the U.S. And it was just—it was such a magical year. It really was. And and I hope that everybody gets that chance on a special horse or hopefully multiple uh, special horses, but. Just that feeling that, you know, I would go into the ring and I just knew we were great. <laughs> I did. I just, I, he listened to everything I said and, and my age could be so light and soft. And it really, really was a magical time for, for Casper and I and my family and my trainers. And uh, it was really, really cool. So I finished, uh, I finished fourth in the U.S. And, and got on the long list and got kind of got the experience, the team experience without uh, going, going anywhere. That was that year. We, there was no team event. So, um, but I got the experience of it, which was phenomenal. And you have a big Newfoundland dog, um, yep. who, who's a sweetheart who we've met several <laughs> times. Yeah. And, and we're going to hear more about your horses and your students and everything coming down the pike as well. But you're actually <laughs> a, uh, you're a USDF certified instructor through fourth level. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yep. I'm certified to fourth level. And at that, at, this, at the moment, that's the highest certification level. Uh, USDF is working on a FEI certification, but uh, it's, still, it's still in the test trial run and, and there's no certification. So, mm-hmm. And I'm you're certified. also on some committees, too, I think, uh, with the U.S., uh, <laughs> you, with the uh, United States Equestrian Federation, right? Yes. I'm yeah. on the Stewards and Technical Delegate Committee and the Safety Committee. So those are always things. There's there's active athletes on every committee at USCF, um, and we're there to to really be your voice. And I would I've already asked uh, one of my friends that's on the committee, uh, the stewards committee, to kind of come and and talk about what the role of stewards are at at competition, um, because we all are scared of the TV and we're like, oh, you know, they're the rules, but actually they're really there to help you and 
And I didn't know this, honestly, before I, I was on this committee. Uh, I had no idea that, um, that, that, that actually that's what their role was. Uh, certainly they're there to enforce the rules, but they're also there to help with the rules. And, and so that's been and fun. And once you get on the long list for USCT, you get on these committee or you're, you're put on these committees. So uh, I think it's really important that, that all the riders, we, that we go to the committees and, and help with the, the process of legislation. So uh, I do, I do enjoy that. And, and, it, and it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun and, and really learning how the associations work. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about Reese in the weeks to come. But before we go here today, we, we do want to talk about a, a somber topic, and that is uh, Dr. Farrell, who was the U.S. team physician and also part of the FEI. And we just, you know, I know you knew him, and he, for those that don't know, and I, I doubt anybody listening to this show doesn't know, but he, was, he had an accident riding in a polo practice, I think it was, wasn't it, Reese? Couple days that's, ago. that's what I heard, yes. He had an accident, and, and I don't know the details and, of the accident. I don't know either. I did hear, we heard a rumor that he hurt his neck or his back, and mm-hmm. he, he was a couple days in intensive care in Tennessee, and then he passed away on Memorial Day early in the morning. And it was he was just a, a neat guy. I met him several times, and I know you did too. I did, and, and, and he was such a, he was, I, I worked very closely with Lindsay White on the Riders uh, for Helmets campaign, and Dr. Farrell was really also one of the driving forces to that campaign, and it's just really a, it's a tragic loss to that campaign, and, and it's a tragic loss to his family, and, and I, I talked with him uh, at Rolex, which was a couple weeks ago in his life, and, and he was just a wonderful man, and she's a wonderful lady, and and I just, I think it's a shock to all of us. I'm very shocked and, and saddened. And, you know, it just, it just reminds us every day on, on, that, that horses are dangerous. I, I, you know, I hate to say that. And, and we all need to take precautions. And like I said, I'm very involved with the Riders for Helmets campaign. And, and please wear your helmet. There's just so much uh, data out there. And he was wearing a helmet. This was not something that, that could have been uh, kind of prevented is what it sounds like. And, but it really is. It's a, it's a tragic loss, and I, and I just pray for his wife and his family. And, he was very, uh, very well-respected in Tennessee yeah. and around the country, actually, in, in the work he did. Um, you know, he uh, he just—and he had a bedside manner. I, I say that because you could tell when you just talked to him, you know, when you were beside oh, him, that he was the kind of doctor you'd want working on you if you had a problem because he had that kind of manner where you know he'd explain things well he was he was yeah. excellent i've heard him speak many times and he's just excellent at explaining at explaining things and he didn't talk over your head you know like so many doctors right. do he really talked right. in a language that you could understand right i know and and really honestly i'm just so shocked i think everyone is and and just ugh. But it just reminds us again, you know, life is short and vivid. And, um, and again, I just reach out to his wife and his family and, and, and for all of us in, in equestrian sport, uh, he will be very, very missed. Reese will be back next week with a new show for you, and, and hopefully over the next uh, three or four weeks, we'll find a co-host for you so that yes. the <laughs> two of you then can do the show together. It makes it a little easier not talking to yourself. Um, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, that's one of the changes we are making on on these shows is that we also we also found with the other shows that we do, and we do a total of eight shows on the Horse Radio Network, is that having a co-host really helps that 
that uh, camaraderie and that bouncing things back and forth and just having fun with it. Um, you know, I have some terrific co-hosts on the shows I do, and I look forward to getting together with them every week. Um, and, and I think, you know, you're going to find the same thing as you go down the pike. You're going to just look forward to getting together with that same person every week. And then the listeners look forward to getting together with the two of you every week. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. Now, next week, as we said, Reese will be back with a, with a new episode of the Dressage Radio Show. If you want to hear more from Reese, she is joining me as co-host on the uh, Horses in the Morning, the live show that we do. No cut and stop and, and edit there, <laughs> Reese. That's all live. And okay, now, that. now I'm a little nervous. Oh, uh, you Thanks did that with then. me before, though. So you, <laughs> I've done it before, yeah. yeah. You, and that's a, lot of sh- <laughs> that's a lot of fun. A little different atmosphere there on the morning show. It, it's a morning show, but it happens to be about horses. And you're coming on Friday morning of this week, right? Yes, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to to hear what we're going to talk about. I can't either. I don't usually know. Jennifer tells me the day before. So. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I'll be looking forward to this. <laughs> so it'll be fun. We'll be seeing you Friday morning as we host the Horses in the Morning show. You can hear that if you want to hear Reese is at horsesinthemorning.com. All of the past episodes of the Dressage Radio show are still there. You can find them at dressageradio.com. So, you know, Chris's shows over the past uh, couple of years are not going away. They'll still be there. So if you want to go back and listen to a past episode, you can. But uh, we're going to just be changing direction here a little bit for the future. Thank you, Reese, for joining me tonight and allowing me to stop into your show. Great. Thanks for coming. (laughs) I appreciate it. And uh, you can hear all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. There's a bunch of them over there. You can check them all out. And don't forget, one other thing is if you would like to subscribe to the Dressage Radio Show, you can do so on iTunes. Just bring up iTunes, search in the iTunes store for Dressage Radio Show. It'll pop up. You can subscribe, and it'll be automatically downloaded to iTunes, to your iPhone, your MP3 player, your iPod every week so that you'll get it without even having to worry about it or worry about missing an episode. That's the way most people listen to our show now. So thank you, Reese. Well, good luck with your new show. Thanks, Greg. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to talk to everyone next week.